The NFL draft. Come, gone, all the women in my life. Your rookie drafts are here to stay. Some of you have done them already. Some of y'all barking about them already. Many of you still have rookie drafts to complete. I have all mine next weekend. So I'm starting to look at the ADPs. I'm starting to look at Keep Trade Cut. I'm starting to look at these websites where the rookies are coming to fruition in terms of where we have to draft them. So I'm going to run through five, seven, eight of my favorite players in rookie drafts this year, okay? Before I do so, Underdog has absolutely free money on their site right now. You don't even have to be a basketball fan as long as you know how to operate your fingers. Sorry if you don't have any fingers, if you just have nubs for hands, which would be very impressive. I'll I'll Venmo you $50 if that happens to be the case. If not, if you have fingers and you can use the Underdog Fantasy app, go hit this .5 RJ Barrett line. They gave Jack his own line, which I'm pissed about. We're going to fight to make sure we get y'all lines during football season. But for right now, they have a .5. Pick them for RJ Barrett tonight. One basket, one point, one free throw gets you that money. It gets you in that cheddar. So go download the Underdog Fantasy app, underdogfantasy.com. When you use promo code BDGE, you're going to get a 100% deposit match. So if you go to throw down $20 on this, put down 20 Promo code BGE will get you 40 to play with. Make sure you get in tonight. Knicks play tonight. They're probably going to run some other promos throughout the NBA playoffs. But then again, we're going super Saiyan mode during the football season, okay? So make sure you download the Underdog app. It is hot in here. What the? All right, we're ready to roll. Let's tuck our shirts in. We're going to skip past all the big dogs. Bijan, JSN, Jameer Gibbs, the three quarterbacks and super flex. Very obvious. You just kind of take them as they come to you, right? No one's fading any of those guys. No one dislikes any of those guys. You might like one guy more than the other. And that's where I'm at with Dalton Kincaid. The tight end for the Buffalo Bills. I continue to move him up my rankings. All of my rankings are available right now in our rookie draft guide, bdge.co. You can go cop it there. But Dalton Kincaid, man, I group him in with those other pass catchers. I group him in with the four dudes who ripped off, the JSN, the Jordan Addison, the Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers. And I'm taking him above Zay Flowers without a doubt. Buffalo hopped Dallas to make sure that they got their man Dalton Kincaid to give Josh Allen his second weapon in the offense, his second real weapon in the offense. They have nothing behind Stephon Dick. The Gabriel Davis experiment was tried and it failed, okay? They tried to combust two things together and it blew up the science lab in their high school. And now Dalton Kincaid is the mop that cleans it up. He is a big tight end that moves like a smooth wide receiver. Dawson Knox is still there, yes, and they guaranteed him a lot of money. He's going to continue to be there. Dawson Knox is a top 10 graded run blocking tight end. He will continue to play in line. Don Kincaid will continue to play in the slot like he did from Utah. This dude led the nation in receiving for tight ends. He will continue to be a force at the tight end position in fantasy. You're getting to play a wide receiver at tight end. There is nothing more valuable than that in fantasy football, okay? So take him over Zay Flowers. I have no problem if you take him over Jordan Addison. I have no problem if you take him over Quentin Johnson. I'm not throwing him above JSN, but Dalton Kincaid will be a difference maker in your lineup for a long time to come. I promise you that. I never really get over my skis on tight ends. I wasn't a Kyle Pitts, you know, third overall, second overall in your rookie drafts kind of guy. I like TJ Hawkinson, but I wasn't head over heels on him. Dalton Kincaid is, is, feels like the first one I'm really like fucking in love with, and I will be pounding the table and all I don't need to pound the table because you're just one guy running a fantasy football team I'm acting like I'm a fucking executive in the GM office Don Kincaid make the fucking pick people are going to keep ranking him in that 10 11 12 spot behind the wide receivers I've got news for you 
a good fantasy tight end is more valuable than a good fantasy wide receiver. Most of those dudes, like Jordan Addison, I don't really know what his upside is behind Justin Jefferson. Really good player, could probably catch, you know, 60 to 70 balls and end up typically with 950 yards to 1,000 yards. Quentin Johnson, he's still got a lot of players to jump over. You got to make sure he's a good player to begin with. A lot of moving parts here, and I feel most confident with Dalton Kincaid as a prospect, landing spot, with Josh Allen, you have a guy who's going to continuously throw for 45 to 4,600 yards every single year, if not top that now that he has better weapons available to him. I think they're going to go more pass heavy. I just think they are going to ride Diggs and Kincaid into the dirt, and you're going to ride Kincaid into fantasy championships for a very long time. So do not pass up on Dalton Kincaid. Do not pass up on another D, Devon A-Chain. Guy goes to Miami, third round draft capital. Texas A&M, yes, we know everything. He's undersized, 188 pounds, runs a 4-3-2. They are trotting out an Olympic relay team over there. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Devon A-Chain, Raheem Most. Devon A. Chain is pretty much a 10-year younger version of Raheem Oster. They re-sign Raheem Oster. They re-sign Jeff Wilson in Miami. However, none of those contracts go past this upcoming year. I, I would go as far as saying, I don't think this will happen because I believe they have Miles Gaskin still under contract as well. It would not shock me if Raheem Oster or Jeff Wilson did not make the roster. One of them definitely will. Both of them probably will, but crazier things have happened. A lot of players with like big names tend to just fall off the face of the earth when it comes to the NFL, especially when you're 31-32. If Raheem Mostert suffers like an injury or something like that, he might not make the roster. Why waste a roster spot on him when you just drafted Devon A. Chain, okay? Think about Devon A. Chain landing in this spot. There was probably like two good spots for him to land in in terms of like a coach use, utilizing him correctly, right? A lot of coaches would just look at him, say he's a weapon, say he's undersized, say he's going to be used as a scat back, whatever the case may be. Mike McDaniel is like one of three coaches, two coaches that I have really good feeling will use correctly, is not afraid to run into the ground. We've seen that Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. We've seen Mike McDaniel take dudes that are all relatively undersized for a running back position and not give a fuck and just continuously hand them carries and carries and carries until they get hurt. And if that's the case, sure, Devon A. Chain may get hurt. He's undersized. He's going to get hit. He's going to hurt. But all we can ask for as fantasy players is putting really good players in position to get a lot of opportunity. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see here with Devon A. Chain. Mike McDaniel like gushed about him. He could not wait to get him onto the team. And they use day two capital. You look at Elijah Mitchell. You look at Christian McCaffrey. You look at Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon. Like all these guys are bigger, of course, than Devon A. Chain. But they're similar molds where they're still undersized for running backs. And the overall point, the overall theme is that Mike McDaniel didn't give a fuck about what size they were as long as they were good and he's very very good in between the tackles very underrated I think I think he's going to eat this year I think behind Bijan and Jameer Gibbs he is my RB3 in the class I've thought it over a little bit more and he's pretty clear in a way for me the biggest winner of this rookie running back class behind those two early second round you hit the draft button on this kid every single time next up's another tight end this is a class you know we've heard about it this is one of the deepest tight end classes this is one of the best tight end classes in a long time do not be afraid to draft multiple tight ends especially if you're in a tight end premium league like it is it is nice to have multiple tight ends on your dynasty roster that you could trust like if you're sitting there with goddard and pat fryermuth if you're sitting there with like two young healthy wealthy valuable dynasty tight ends you're feeling good like your team is is set up for success and you can move either one of them really really quickly because there's not a lot of good fantasy tight ends the position becomes very scarce they become more valuable as you're trying to move those guys so do not be afraid to draft multiple tight ends in this class and sam laporta is the next guy i'm talking about sam laporta is a dude who's probably going to drop to like the bottom he's still somehow despite being the second tight end drafted in the class right the detroit lions wasted no time grabbing him at the top of the second round okay it was Joey Porter Jr., the Steelers. The Titans traded up to grab Will Levis. And then the next pick in round two was Sam Laporta. 
The Lions drafted this kid while Michael Mayer was still available. He went the next pick to the Raiders, but they drafted him over Michael Mayer. I've been yelling about Laporta for a while now. I've made videos about this kid. Laporta coming out of Iowa. We know that's fucking tight end you over there. He goes into Detroit where it's like Brock Wright, Shane Zilstra. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, James Mitchell. It, it's like a bunch of names that you'll never have to. Don't don't worry about remembering it because you won't have to remember it. The only one you'll have to remember is Sam Laporta. This kid ran a four five nine forty yard dash. Athleticism tested off the charts. Was the leading receiver for Iowa basically three years in a row. Like production, athleticism, size, speed. He's got all of it, and he's stepping right into that T.J. Hawkinson role. He's going to be a starter from day one. Really good contested catching. Really good with the ball in his hands. Like makes makes guys miss at a very high rate. And here's a. Uh, a tweet from Derek Brown, excellent against man coverage, led all FBS tight ends in man coverage targets last year, second in PFF receiving grade versus man, third in yards per out run versus man, minimum 10 targets. This guy, I promise you, can do it all. He might not be the flashy name like Don Kincaid, like Michael Mayer, like Darnell Washington, Luke Muxgrave, whatever. A lot of people had him as a tight end 5-6 in this class. This guy should be drafted as a tight end 2 in fantasy. And if you get him at any sort of value, 2-9, 2-11, 3-5, whatever, you push the button on Sam Laporta. It's not a very strong running back class. The only other day two running backs were Kendra Miller, who I do like. I, I don't know if I necessarily throw him in as a must-draft player because I think he's probably popular enough to where you, know, you have to use real good capital on him, but he's definitely my second favorite day two running back on this board. Zach Charbonnet, probably going to split series with Kenneth Walker they both obviously cap each other's upside Tajay Spears I have no interest in with the knee issue and being behind Derrick Henry and in that Titans offense and then, and then it's just you know it, it's shitty I would say the closest thing I have to must draft players in day three would be Roshan Johnson although I do worry about Roshan Johnson being a guy who is not going to have all the early down work because Khalil Herbert literally led the NFL last year in yards per carry was third in yards after contact per attempt Khalil Herbert was not just someone that fantasy people like Khalil Herbert was legitimately awesome as a runner he was not drafted by the current regime so it's possible that they don't really care about that shit but I do think Khalil Herbert's job is there to lose and then you look at Justin Fields who doesn't dump the ball off the running back so I don't really know Roshan Johnson's actual opportunity upside he's not a must draft player for me but if he does drop in drafts because he was a fourth round pick then he's a dude that I will be targeting him and Chase Brown I think Chase Brown is interesting only for the fact that the Joe Mixon situation is so up in the air right now Chase Brown's a dude who can play on all three downs has a lot of athleticism but overall the running back class is just not it's not a sexy one and if you can't get some of the top guys you're probably better off trading your picks or using them on tight ends or using them on some of the other 
wide receivers. And speaking of the wide receivers, depending on where like the ADP shakes out, right? I like Jonathan Mingo a lot, but you're likely going to have to use like back end first round rookie pick on him now, which I'm not, you know, head over heels in love with because he didn't really have the production profile that you want to use on a first round rookie wide receiver. I love Josh Downs. If you like Anthony Richardson landing in Indy, then guess what? They have their slot wide receiver of the future. They have the guy that they thought Parrish Campbell was going to be. You got Michael Pittman, you got Alec Pearson, you got Josh Downs over the middle, super athletic, incredible contested catch guy, which is big for a quarterback like Anthony Richardson, who's not exactly great at throwing the ball as his wide receivers are running. So you need playmakers who can make plays in contested catch areas. So Josh Downs going in third round, he'll probably drop in rookie drafts, and he's a dude that I want on all of my teams. I also think Rashi Rice who the Kansas City Chiefs traded up to get, who Patrick Mahomes kind of like banged the table for to make sure that they drafted. I don't want to read too much into that because every time we talk about a player being like, you have to draft this guy, like he did it with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was the best football player of all time or something. We all saw how that worked out. Rashi Rice is a guy who produced at SMU. He's a guy who has a lot of athleticism. He's a guy who's got a lot of size, six, you know, 6'1", 205, ran fast, jumped out of the gym, checks a lot of boxes. I don't love him as a prospect. I kind of think he's does a few things really, really well, body control on the side line makes big plays and stuff but going into that yeah, eventually one of these fucking Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers has to hit right like they have to please please God one of them has to right Patrick Holmes can't possibly continue to throw for 5,000 yards and none of these wide receivers hit it just makes no sense I'm ready to go in on Rashi Rice again especially with the second round draft capital going to Kansas City he's a dude that I feel like is just gonna be super underrated in rookie drafts going right now and keep trade cut 22nd overall. So we're talking about the 210. Easy, easy draft capital putting into there. After that, there are just not many dudes that I want in rookie drafts. If you're looking at the Green Bay tight ends, Luke Musgrave got the capital, but Tucker Craft was picked like 30 spots later. And I think I would just take whoever's the cheaper of the two. And staying on Green Bay, I absolutely love Jaden Reed, one of my favorite wide receiver prospects coming out in this class out of Michigan State. But he is very undersized. I do wonder like how they're going to use him, if they're going to use him correctly. They do have a lot of weapons in that offense. I do think he can develop into a really, really nice two behind Christian Watson. Jaden Reed's a guy that if he drops in your rookie drafts, you absolutely want to be targeting. And then Michael Wilson is going to go completely fucking slept on third round wide receiver one of the few third round wide receivers goes to Arizona and a lot of people didn't know him pre-draft so a lot of people are not going to be high on him post-draft but he got the draft capital he's like six foot two 210 pounds ran relatively fast enough one of my I thought he was one of the better route runners in the entire in the entire draft class from what I watched take that as you want to but Michael Wilson's a dude that I'm going to be trying to get he'll he'll drop into the third round easily probably back into the third round of your rookie drafts definitely someone to throw onto your taxi squad and then last guy is Tyler Scott you'll know I love Tyler Scott he got fourth round capital which wasn't great goes to Chicago think he's basically the new version of Darnell Mooney with the new regime Darnell Mooney's out of there after this year Chase Claypool's likely out of there after this year they need new off offensive weapons you could see them they're redoing this offense on the fly right with Justin Fields they added the pieces to the offensive line bring in Roshan Johnson bring in DJ Moore obviously Tyler Scott I think could be a better new version of Darnell Mooney so the overall takeaways here are you know if you can get into the top six picks that's like the tier you want to be in right you want one of those top three quarterbacks you want Gibbs you want Bijan of course you want JSN after that Dalton Kincaid should be right up there with the other top pass catchers you look at wide receivers and you automatically say I want those guys ahead of the tight ends not so fast feel like Lee Corso but not so fucking fast okay and after that things just get ugly don't be afraid to draft multiple tight ends in this class 
rookie drafts, best player available. You're not drafting for your starting lineup. Get the players that will have the most value one year from now, okay? And those are guys like Sam Laporta. Those are guys like Michael Mayer. If he drops, I'm fine with him as well. The running backs are ugly. So if you can get one early, cool. Devon A. Chain, Kendra Miller, the rest of them, I don't know. I wouldn't just push them up draft boards for the sake of pushing them up. Oh, Tank's big, Tank Bigsby is also a third-round pick. I like Tank as well. If people tell themselves that he can't be anything because Travis Etienne is a workhorse in Jacksonville, I will take a shot on uh, Tank Bigsby at the end of the second round also. The majority of this class, the majority of the running backs in this class are just going to end up being backups. They're going to be handcuffs. They're going to be guys that uh, we remember from this class, so we kind of hype up year in and year out, but they're probably just going to be second-string dudes on depth charts for a very long time. The Alexander Madisons of the world, those types of guys. So I hope that was helpful. Those are my favorite rookies in this class in this year's rookie drafts based on where you're probably going to be able to get them. Those are the guys that I will be trying to walk away with at the highest volume from my rookie drafts, okay? And once I have my rookie drafts, I will do recaps, full recaps going through how I spent all of my picks. I've already made a few trades to move out of the first round, so uh, we'll go more in depth in that stuff next week because Sunday is when my rookie drafts kick off for the most part. That's it. Uh, make sure you go nail that underdog line right now, 0.5 points. For RJ Barrett, he just needs one bucket, one free throw, and you are a winner on underdog. Use promo code BDGE. Let me know down below who your must-draft players are in this rookie class. While you're down there, hit the button that looks like this. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And I believe Noah will be bike tomorrow with a banger, I'm assuming. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.